This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hi, this is Daryl Close. And when I'm not up at 2 a.m. feeding a newborn, I'm stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today is Lucky Penny Day. What's that over there on the floor? Oh, it's a quarter. Bummer. Throwing that away because it's Lucky Penny Day. Doesn't say anything in the rule book about quarters. I got nothing to do with quarters today because it's all about pennies and to celebrate both that and the fact that summer's right around the corner. We welcome back for his annual visit, Mr. Theme Park Insider himself, Robert Niles. Plus, we'll share a headline about retirement. Can it ruin a marriage or your relationship with friends? We'll also throw out the Haven Lifeline to Alan, who wonders about different retirement plan options. Which one is right for his situation? Want more? How about a dose of my mind-bending roller coaster trivia? And now, two guys who cry on the tilt-a-whirl, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-J. I don't cry in the tilt a whirl. I'm trying to comfort OG. You ever have? I was gonna say I don't cry, but I puke. <laughs> you ever have those sympathetic cries? I've definitely had the sympathetic puke before, which is not fun. That is. <laughs> I don't do that. I've got a pretty strong stomach. Welcome to Wednesday on the show, and it might be OG one of my favorite Wednesdays of the year. I love it when Bridget Carey comes down here the day before Thanksgiving. It talks yep. about all of the, the deals. Stuff from CNET, yep. Yeah, love when she comes. And I love when Robert Niles from Theme Park Insiders here. Because, baby, we're going to the theme park this it's summer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's going to be great. We're going to talk. I'm sure we'll talk Disney. We'll talk Universal like we do every year. But we'll also talk regional stuff. I'd never heard of some of the theme parks that he's talked about in years past. So I'm very excited to hear. I mean, if you're going to have fun this summer, right, why pay full price? And if you have to pay full price, why not make sure it's worth it, right? Right. So Robert's going to take care of you are in the right spot for learnings today. What's up with that? Might be turning over a new leaf today. You know, one thing I learned, OG, is that bad credit absolutely sucks. Learned that back in my 20s. Big thanks to Lexington Law for supporting Stacking Benjamins. For a free credit report summary and credit repair consultation, head to lexingtonlaw.com forward slash SB. And after you go there, when you're ready to consolidate your debt, get your act under control, head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, whether it's for a personal loan, a business loan, consolidating your student loan debt, getting maybe that right 0% credit card to surf your money to a lower interest rate, or if you pay your credit card off in full like you should, why not pay the reward point gain? Pay the reward point game. Play the reward point game, baby. <laughs> Nick Nick Clemens says that if you get less than two percent cash back, you're leaving money on the table. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money for more. All right, let's get this party started, huh? Because man, we got a big day with Robert Niles coming down to the basement. Because first, we've got some headlines. Hello, darlings, and now it's time for your favorite part of the show: our stacking Benjamins headlines. First headline comes to us from Bloomberg. This is a disappointing OG. Bunch of people at Fidelity just lost their job. Fidelity fires about 200 workers for abusing company benefits. You see this one? Uh Uh-oh. No, I didn't, but I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I 
I like it when it's other people's problems. When it's somebody Wait, else. Wait, I don't like it when other people's problems either. Uh, I laugh at other people's misery. No, that's not it. What am I going for here? What, what kind of like just baseline empathy, but not too much? What's, I don't whatever, know. just read it to me. You've got the popcorn out. Yes. There you go. Sure. Uh-huh. I like watching train wrecks. No, that's not it either. This is all the above. Fidelity Investments has fired about 200 employees who are accused of abusing company benefits, according to a person familiar with the matter. Fidelity had a program which reimbursed workers for 20% of the purchase of computer equipment up to 10000 bucks. An audit found that some employees returned the equipment without reporting it, keeping the reimbursement allowance, said the person. Pretty much just netting the 20%, right? They get the computer equipment, they send it back, they keep the extra 20%. Uh-huh. Quote, we have a culture of compliance and integrity at Fidelity, spokesman Vincent Lamporchio wrote in an email statement. No customers were affected by the action, he said. Many of the employees who were dismissed worked in the firms, which, but by the way, you and I have worked in money for a long, long time, brother. Which Fidelity unit do you think most of the people were caught stealing in? Well, since you gave that hint, uh, I'm going to say the best and the brightest. It's going to be their mutual fund department? Not their No, not their mutual fund department. It, it, generally, okay. I think of their mutual fund people is straightforward. I just think generally <laughs> brokers. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the people on the line, got it. It's the firm's brokerage department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Not... No, as a guy who's worked in uh, the financial field for a while, those guys are always looking for the edge, man. Oh, you know what? I just figured out. You can see them, right? They're outside at their smoke break. Lou looks over at Larry and goes, I just figured out something. <laughs> we can get a little 20% big on this deal. All you do is you get the computer equipment. You just send it back. Bada boom, bada bing. You can keep the 20%. Also, you get to lose your job. And so you got two grand in exchange of your $80,000 salary. Fidelity, based in Boston, is more than 40,000 employees and manages $2.4 trillion in assets. So losing 200 people is always a shocker, but still sounds like people needed to go. I think that I think the general rule of thumb is, is that you have these benefits. Like when we say take advantage of them, we don't, yeah. we don't mean take advantage of them. You don't mean screw over everybody. We mean right. use them. And yet- I, the sad thing is, is on the other side of this, working with a lot of HR people in the past, human resources always tells me, they're like, you know what? We have so many benefits people don't take advantage of. We have Costco membership discounts. We've got, you know, auto insurance discounts. We've got health club discounts. We've got all this stuff and people don't use any of it. So check with your HR department to see what discounts you have and don't uh, take advantage of them. (laughs) Do not take advantage of them. Our second headline comes to us from Forbes, how to pay off your 30-year mortgage in a fraction of the time. Well, if that ain't clickbait. Let me guess. What is pay more on principal for 200, Alex? This is written by Lane Kawakawa. Lane writes, housing market's been going up. And as a result, a lot of investors and homeowners are finding themselves benefiting from substantial appreciation on their home values. Investors often approach me with the problem of too much lazy equity in their homes. Sophisticated investors know the amount of equity they have in their properties and closely monitor the return on equity of their investment. That is the percentage of return in comparison to the amount of deployable equity or how much they would net after a liquidation. This is, by the way, I sophisticated investors. Okay. I, I clicked on this piece and with that sentence, the dude began losing me, just started losing me. I'm like, uh, Okay. Uh, this is different from the return on investment, which is the amount the initial capital investment makes off a down payment. With the rise in home prices, people are looking to optimize the equity trapped in their home. Do you have any idea where this is going yet? I'm listening. In this situation, Bitcoin. in this situation, there are three options for redeploying the equity: sell the property, cash out refinance, or take out a home equity line of credit. Consider the strategy known as mortgage recasting or rate arbitrage on one of those options in order to pay down your current mortgage. Here's the way it looks. He says, first, let's talk about good debt versus bad debt. An 18% interest rate paid on something like a credit card's bad debt. but taking, Bad debt. I know that one. But taking a 4% HELOC or loan from your life insurance policy can be good debt. Bad debt. Oh, it's, especially if you're putting the loan proceeds into a private note fund at 10%. 
Yes. An apartment Bend private it. an apartment private placement at 15%. You know these things, these private note funds that everybody has access yeah. to or these yeah. private uh equity uh apartment private placements getting 15%. See, if you take out 4%, you get 15% on your money. That's 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 brilliant. Way, way big smarter is a rental you. property at 25% or another high risk return partnership or development at 30%. 30% like it's just just out there easy. One of those. Easy. What yeah. you do with the liquidity from your mortgage debt is what really matters. Just don't buy jet skis or other doodads with the money. Okay. At least you put in that caveat. <laughs> yes. You assume when you buy a house that it will go up in price. Historically, it's been true, but it's not guaranteed to go up in the future. Mortgage debt is how most people can afford home ownership, whether or not they're responsible enough to commit to a 30-year loan or can afford the monthly payment. And he goes on. Okay, let's let's go through. He goes through all this thing. But here's here's what he's talking about. Take out a home equity line of credit, credit borrowed against equity in your house or any other loan based on simple interest, not amortized interest. This is a liquid line of credit that you can put money into and out of without penalty. Many people call these debt destruction weapons, which is illustrated when you take a spreadsheet and compare simple interest and amortized interest against you. In this strategy, you take money out of your HELOC to pay off your mortgage. So you take simple interest money and you use it to pay off amortized interest. This pushes down your interest paid every day since the HELOC with simple interest is calculated with an average daily rate. If you're paying 5% on your HELOC, you're paying 5% over 365 or 0.0137% per day. Your average daily rate then is 0.0137. If you borrowed $100,000, you are paying about $13.70 a day. On the flip side, amortized loans are front-loaded with interest and greatly benefit your lender, not you. Get rid of your mortgage by taking out a home equity line of credit. Well, what happens when your mortgage is more than your equity line of credit? Well, that's well, and I was thinking, what happens when you get to the second half of your mortgage? This is good for the first half of your mortgage, right? To maybe pay it down more quickly, especially if the interest rates are, are well, and, and actually interest rates aren't going to be any close, even close in the first years of your mortgage. In the first years of okay. your mortgage. It's all interest. It's all, all in, which makes me wonder if I take out a home equity line of credit on top of the mortgage to pay off the mortgage, why wouldn't I just take principal? Because now I have to pay my home equity line of credit. I'm paying my home equity line of credit and I'm paying my mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. What would happen if I just took that amount of money, that same payment amount, and just made a principal payment? Yeah. Instead of having two double interest, basically. Instead of having two different two different loans. This just sounds like so so if you've got the cash flow, I see what you're saying. So you're saying your your house payments three thousand dollars a month. Right. And if you're going to go borrow a hundred thousand dollars, that's going to be fifteen hundred dollars a month. On top of that, you mean on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have extra fifteen hundred dollars, why do I need to borrow the hundred grand to pay the fifteen hundred? I might as well just pay the fifteen hundred on top of my three thousand and call it a day. But I do see I do see what he's saying that you wipe out a lot of interest. So if you lay a hundred thousand on top of that, if you take the hundred thousand and lay that on top of that, I mean, you can wipe out a bunch a bunch yeah. of this amortized interest, uh, these interest payments very, very quickly by doing that. But in, it doesn't affect your cash flow. Well, if, negatively it does, I guess. But it, Well, yeah, it does. You got to have the cash flow to make the home equity payment and the, and the mortgage. I think the thing that frustrates, th- this is what frustrates me. So cerebrally, I kind of get it. The only people I see using a strategy like this, generally, historically, like in real life, not not in not in the whiz not in Forbes land. Not, not in right. Are people with no cash? Like people, how how often do you see a game like this being played? And maybe it's because the people that are playing it were way smarter than me. I just do you ever see people doing this? No. Well, it's it's almost it kind of runs on the same line as the the stuff that was going around some time ago. I haven't heard of it in a couple of years, but uh, remember the put all your paycheck into a HELOC. So, and then just live off of your line of credit. And because you're making these gigantic payments on it twice a month or four times a month or however often you get paid, you know, it's changing that interest dynamic of your kind of to this author's point, like it's changing that average daily balance interest. And so, you know, you're borrowing only what you need on Monday, basically. And, but on Tuesday, when you get paid, you're paying your, you're paying a $6,000 payment. 
This guy actually has a piece of this late of what you're talking about later on in this article. Yeah. Okay. Well, you haven't heard that in a while. I guess like this is kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, I guess maybe the math might work. There's another scheme. But I see like, so many holes in it. It's uh, there's another scheme like this using whole life insurance. Have you seen that one? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen the cartoon, the extra normal cartoon on YouTube, where uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Where they have like the little little cartoony people that talk in the robot voices, oh, yeah. <laughs> and somebody wrote the whole script out on like the the bank on yourself person versus uh, Susie Orman. It just it's, it's hilarious. Hurts my head. Maybe we'll bring that up later. Uh, that's great. Uh, I think the lesson is, while some of these whiz-bang neat ideas sound great, learn basic fundamental principles first. And uh, once you make it past 101, then maybe graduate to 401 here. But I wouldn't go here first. Yeah, and I'm then a big fan of this. The number two, if you have uh, great company benefits at work, take advantage of them, but don't take advantage of them. Theme Park Insider is the place that I go to whenever I'm headed out for another, yet another trip to Disney or another trip to my favorite uh, regional theme park. Last year, I didn't go to a theme park, but the year before we hit Cedar Point and the year before that, we were at Six Flags in Arlington, Texas. So, but before we go, we always go to this guy's site. Robert Niles is Mr. Theme Park Insider. We're so happy he's with us every year to give us the lowdown on what's hot and what's great and where the deals are and how to make the most of what can be an expensive hobby heading to the theme park with your family. Let's say hello to Robert Niles. And you always know it's summer when this guy comes down to the basement. Robert, how are you, man? I am doing well. How are you doing? It just doesn't seem like it's been a year since we've talked to you. seems like a couple months. Yeah, it's going by pretty quickly. So let's talk summer. Let's talk excitement. Let's talk hot stuff. If I'm thinking about theme parks in 2018, what's the first thing that comes to Mr. Theme Park Insider's head? Well, actually, the funniest thing I've seen so far is that this is going to be the summer of free beer again. All right. You you had me at free and sold me at beer. <laughs> Bush Gardens in Tampa and its sister park, SeaWorld Orlando, are bringing back free beer for the summer, which if you are a long-time theme park fan, you will remember when those parks were owned by Anheuser-Busch, the big attraction there was the free beer samples to all the visitors 21 and over at uh, the Anheuser-Busch theme parks. Uh, they got sold off with the InBev deal a long time ago, but for this summer, one summer only, they're bringing it back, and it's not just Bud. They're doing a whole bunch of different brands as well. So uh, that's uh, one new thing we're getting this summer at theme parks. Do they worry at all, Robert, about sobriety? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, get you good and lit, and you'll spend more money on other stuff in the parks. It's a time-honored business practice. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they'll get all the money out of my wallet that day. <laughs> well, well, and as you know, theme parks continue to get more expensive. I think uh, since you and yeah. I talked, Disney's raised their prices again. A lot of parks have raised their prices. If I'm going to one of those major parks, though, maybe we start with Disney. Um, what's my plan? The uh, pricing is not transparent for these things. I mean, they've kind of gone to the airline, the hotel model, but the pricing will vary by uh, the day that you visit. And there's a whole bunch of different packages there. So the, the key here is you're going to have to do a little advanced research. Don't just roll up the day of the visit, go up to the ticket booth and uh, try and make a decision because that pretty much guarantees that you're going to be paying the highest possible price. Do a little advanced research, figure out what's the right park for you, what's the right package. There's a lot of opportunity for value out there. You've just got to uh, go digging to find it. What's new at the parks? Maybe that'll help me make my decision. Why don't we start with Disney? Anything uh, new and exciting this summer at Disney? Disney is all in with Pixar this year on both coasts in Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World in Florida. They've got a big new Toy Story Land that is opening at the end of June at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. 
and they are doing a revamp of a land at Disney California Adventure in Anaheim. The old Paradise Pier is becoming Pixar Pier. So uh, if you like Woody and Buzz and all the characters from Toy Story and a bunch of other Pixar films, for that matter, Disney has got you hooked up this summer. I've read a lot when I hang out at at your site at Theme Park Insider that uh, if you're going to Florida, that Hollywood Studios, Robert, hasn't been worth it because so much stuff is closed. Does this finally make it worth it to revisit Hollywood Studios? I don't know that it's a full day park at this point, but I think the vast majority of people who are coming into Hollywood Studios have got Disney's Park Hopper option that allows you to visit more than one of the uh, four theme parks at Walt Disney World on a single day. So people are coming over in the morning, maybe they'll hit the new Toy Story stuff, and then they'll head over to Epcot or one of the other theme parks. This is the first big new land that they've put in. The big one is coming next year with Star Wars. That's going to be the one that just blows up everything at the Walt Disney World Resort. But this is beginning to get some progress for that big construction zone that that theme park has been for the past couple of years. Is it kind of, have the lines kind of gone down in Avatar land yet? Um, not really. Um, the the real key there is, uh, normally we tell people to show up right when the park opens and try and get online before it gets too busy. Everyone's figured that out. Disney has this fast pass plus system where people make advanced reservations up to two months in advance. So the line is huge when the park opens. The trick there is you wait till the park closes just a minute before the park closes, hop on that line. Uh, all of the advanced reservation fast pass stuff goes away immediately and that line starts to pick up and that's pretty much the shortest wait of the day. Wow. I should have talked to you first because we did the morning thing and I think I waited 90 minutes in line for yeah. that, uh, for that. Reference. Oh, you got off easy. If you only waited 90 minutes, you did well. <laughs> and, and by, what's the name of that ride? Uh, flight of passage, flight of passage. That may be my favorite ride at Walt Disney. They absolutely nailed that one. I mean, a lot of people complain about screen rides, but they did such a really good job of creating an emotional experience. I think that's really the only way to describe it. Just everything about that ride just pushes all of your emotional buttons. And and I've seen people coming off of that just crying because of the intensity of the experience and just kind of crying from joy, really, not like they're sad or anything. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for people that are going, so I won't won't say anything about what I really like, but I think it it is well worth the wait. It was was really fun. There's a moment right at the beginning of it where something happens that you don't expect, and I think that just sets the tone for the whole thing. totally agree. Uh, Let's go across town, both Orlando and L.A to Universal Studios, the other big boy. What do we got going on there? Uh, Universal just dropped a new Fast and Furious uh, attraction in Orlando. It's the same one that they had in Hollywood for a couple of years, but they've made it a standalone thing with a really neat queue that they've got a lot of uh, show cars from the Fast and Furious films in there, some neat little pre-shows going on. And, uh, you know, so if you're a fan of that franchise, it's a fun ride. If you're completely clueless about Fast and Furious, you can skip it and you're not missing a thing. But they've got a big new hotel that they're going to be opening. They have Ventura Hotel. It's going to be their sixth on-site hotel. That's coming up later this summer. Uh, so they're really doing a lot of expansion at uh, Universal. And again, they've got another big thing coming up next year with a new Harry Potter roller coaster that they're putting in at Islands of Adventure. Over on the West Coast, they've got a new Kung Fu Panda movie that is going to be debuting in a revamped theater at Universal Studios Hollywood. That's taking the place of the old Shrek 4D show. But they're doing some really neat stuff with projection mapping. Maybe you've seen this at some theme parks like on the castle at Walt Disney World, but they're going to be doing it inside the theater. So this theater that you're in here watching a Kung Fu Panda 180-degree screen is going to start morphing and changing and everything as they're doing this projection mapping inside the theater as well. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's something totally different. Is, is the Jimmy Fallon ride that opened last year, is that getting good reviews or not? Uh, it's kind of mediocre reviews. I mean uh, – I think the most attractive part about that whole experience isn't the ride itself, but just kind of that pre-show area they've got you waiting in. It's like a big green room from The Tonight Show. They've got that barbershop quartet, uh, ragtime girls group singing. They've got hashtag the panda out there. They've got uh, really kind of comfortable sofas and stuff and computer games and all this stuff happening there. So it's a really neat space that they've created. Frankly, that's my favorite part of that whole experience. 
I know you get some stuff if you stay at the hotel at Universal, like you do if you stay mm-hmm. at the hotels at Disney. But, you know, when I go on the price comparison sites, Robert, I always see that other hotels outside the gates are much less expensive. Is it worth the extra price to stay on site, whether it's Disney or Universal? It really does depend on what you're looking at and when you're visiting. If you're staying on site at one of the three original hotels at Universal Orlando, you get a free front of line pass for up to five people in your family for the entire length of your stay from the day you check in to the day you check out. Basically, if you price out the value of that, you're staying in a four-star hotel room for free. Uh, So that can be a really great deal. But if you're visiting at one of the not-so-busy times of the year where you're not going to be on a line that's more than 15, 20 minutes anyway, you're not really getting a whole lot of value from that. So if you really want the lowest possible price, stay a couple of blocks away. I mean, Universal's so tight. It's not like you're very far away. Stay a couple of blocks away, get a much cheaper room, and you're getting much better value that way. So again, it's one of these things that there aren't any defined you know, set answers for anything in this space. It's all dependent upon your particular circumstances. But the research is out there. And so if you go out there going saying, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what when I can visit you can find the right answer for you and your family. That's what I was thinking. At the very least, I just hit up the forums at at, uh, at Theme Park Insider because somebody's well, going to have the answer. We've got the answers for yeah, you, right. absolutely. Yeah, there's some knowledgeable people there, some people really uh, that geek out on theme parks. Well, those are the big boys. Let's talk regional parks. Besides free beer, uh, where's, <laughs> where's the rest of the excitement regionally, Robert? It is a great year for roller coasters this year. If you are a coaster fan, Last year was terrible for new coasters. They're all debuting this year, all the stuff that we missed last year. There's a great new coaster at Cedar Point in uh, Ohio. I just rode a great new coaster at Knott's Berry Farm in Southern California just last night. There's another good one down the street in San Diego. Just great coasters happening all over the country this year. That's cool. And when we look at trying to get deals at regional parks, you've said in past years that generally there's more ways to score deals at the regional parks than there are like a Disney or Universal. Is that still true this year? Yeah. I mean, basically what I'm seeing in uh, theme parks with discounting is that particularly at the high end Disney Universal, you don't see much discounting to get in the door, but they're throwing a lot of value in on things. Like I said, the SeaWorld parks are doing those free beer things. Universal has just dropped a bunch of blackout dates from annual passes. Disney has a free dining program that they offer during the summer for people who are coming back to stay in the fall. Uh, But the regional parts will begin to do some discounting on that one-day ticket that you won't see from the big boys. Uh, But in that case, it's just really a situation, become a social media freak. I mean, follow them on Twitter, follow them on Facebook. They're always going to announce when they've got discounts in the marketplace, whether it's 20 bucks off a Coke can or 40 bucks off if you go get a coupon at a fast food place. Uh, Just follow them on social media and they'll let you know where the deals are. Even just going to their website, you typically get a uh, discount versus showing up at the park to buy the ticket, which is always the worst idea to do. Now, uh, you were the one that introduced me to the park in Indiana. Um, What's that called? Holiday World. Holiday World, yes. Yes. And that's a hidden gem that people keep writing me about, that they went, that they love that park. And so thanks to you for that. What are some other hidden gem parks that you don't see get as much love as maybe they should? Well, I've got people who are just absolute fans of Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. Oh, they really? just dropped a new roller coaster this year, a spinning roller coaster that fans are just raving about. That's owned by the same company that also operates Dollywood in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And people just rave about the customer service, the food there, and some really great rides and shows. So those are a couple of parks that aren't in places that we traditionally think of a theme park markets, but are also, you know, they're still very popular tourist markets and maybe well worth a day if you're going into those areas. That's fantastic. Uh, any other, any other tips that people often forget when they're headed out to the theme park for either a day or a vacation? Uh, really, it's just about kind of taking care of yourself. I mean, it's just so easy to end up being miserable at a park if you forget to do things like drink a lot of water, wear your sunscreen, get something comfortable, take a break in the middle of the day. You are not invading a country here. You don't need to be going <laughs> go, go, go the entire time. If you don't get on everything in the park, it's still okay. The whole thing is uh, it's not your coaster count. It's how much fun you had. So uh, take this as the relaxing day that it ought to be. That was the best advice you gave me about Disney, which is don't try to see it all. 
No, no, you can't do it. I mean, the park will still be there. They will gladly upgrade you to an annual pass. They'll apply the par- They will uh, apply the cost of whatever you spend on your ticket today to an annual pass if you want to come back later in the season. Uh, so they're always there to uh, sell you more. So don't feel like uh, if you've got the time to come back at some other time, don't don't kill yourself on one day. I have to ask you what's going on. You always have something new going on at Theme Park Insider. What's new for 2018 on the site? Uh, well, uh, I mean, we've got, uh, yeah, some more parks we're going to be rolling out uh, coverage of. There's a big new park in Abu Dhabi opening in the Middle East at Warner Brothers Theme Park. We're going to have coverage of that coming up later this summer. We're going to have a whole bunch of new content, just kind of uh, real basic guides to uh, Disney and Universal theme parks that we're going to be expanding, uh, just going step-by-step guide of planning your vacations, because as I was saying, those can be really complicated. We'll have that up on the site rolling out over the course of the summer. And, uh, you know, people are always welcome to come in, participate on our boards, comments on the blogs, rate and review attractions. Uh, we got a lot of stuff for people and uh, folks are welcome to come join the community. It's so fun, Robert, when I'm just having kind of a mediocre to bad day and I just feel like leaving the office, I'll just go to themeparkinsider.com and I feel like I'm at the park already. <laughs> like just And we don't charge you a hundred bucks a day for this. In fact, I don't charge you anything. I'm an idiot. I probably should be charging people to come to this website, but I don't. I give it away for free. So, Are you yeah. sitting down? Right. This is a chance. Awesome. And we'll link to Theme Park Insider at our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Robert, thanks for helping us kick off the summer again this year. Always a pleasure. Let's have a great one. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and man, does this show just zoom by. Seems like only a half an hour ago it was just starting. In fact, here's a pro tip for you. Right after the incredible opening intro, just take a nap, set the alarm on your phone for, let's say, 28, maybe 29 minutes, and you wake up, boom, you're right here at my trivia. In fact, here's a zippy theme park question for you today. Which country is currently home to the fastest roller coaster in the world? I'll be back with the answer as soon as I figure out what this rash is all about all over my body. Where'd this come from? Stacky Benjamins is supported by Lexington Law. Good news for you. We've teamed up with Lexington Law, and they're offering all of us a free credit report summary and a credit repair consultation. People have so many mistakes, by the way, OG, in their credit. It's just, it's it's sad to see when you pull up your credit and, and you think, yeah, that's not right. Who does Lexington Law help? Well, if you're looking for a home mortgage, for one, that's you. Anyone who knows that they need better credit, why would you use Lexington Law? Well, to get the credit you deserve. There's some huge benefits of using Lexington Law, like their long-standing relationship with all three of the major credit bureaus. A deep expertise in knowing how getting errors removed works enables the Lexington Law team to communicate more routinely and efficiently for all their clients. And the way it works is this. They tackle correcting errors on credit reports through three distinct levels of credit repair to ensure every client's needs are met. That's Lexington Law for credit repair and peace of mind tomorrow for a free credit report summary. Want to see how your credit report is? Maybe need a credit repair consultation? Head to LexingtonLaw.com forward slash SB. That's LexingtonLaw.com forward slash SB. We're also supported by Magnify Money. If you head to StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money, I'll tell you what you'll find there. You'll find excitement because at Magnify Money, whether you're trying to get your debt situation taken care of, you're trying to get on top of it, or you need a better checking account, a better savings account, let's get that savings actually making some money, shall we? Head to StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. Don't just walk into your bank and say, hey guys, what do you got? Because at Magnify Money, you have personalized offers, whether it's balance transfers, low interest credit cards, 0% interest credit cards, cashback rewards, CD rates, link checking and savings accounts, savings accounts, personal loans, student loan refinance, parent plus loan refinances, auto loans. I love the blog. Mandy Woodruff over there always shows people fantastic ways to manage your money better. In fact, 
taking a look at the Magnify Money blog right now, I see they have an Everbank review, online alternatives to warehouse clubs. So if you don't uh, don't want to go to warehouse clubs, how retirement planning can help you save for the future. Uh, love that piece. Good stuff at the Magnify Money blog. But the average person who heads to Magnify Money saves $450. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money to tell them that we sent you. By the way, just clicked on this uh, this piece. Most complained about banks. They crunch the numbers. You know what the most uh, complained about bank is? Shocker. For your mortgage, it's Bank of America. For debt collection, it's Encore Capital Group. Uh, most complained about credit bureaus, Experian, which is funny because I think people think Experian and what they what they really mean, of course, is Equifax. I mean, wasn't it Equifax that sold us down the river? Anyway, good stuff at Magnify Money. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. Hey there, trivia nerds. Two great wins. First, the doctor says I'm not contagious or probably not contagious. We're going with not contagious. And two, I got your answer to this question. What country is home to the fastest roller coaster in the world? You may know that Formula Rosa is the fastest roller coaster and reaches top speeds of around 150 miles per hour. You may also know that it accelerates from zero to 150 in just five seconds. And you also may know that it's located at a park called Ferrari World. But did you guess that the city that it's in is Abu Dhabi and that that city is located in the UAE? If so, congratulations, you're our big winner and you've won an all-expense paid trip to Ferrari World. You're paying the expenses, by the way, but they're paid in full as soon as you do it. Ha, why don't you just go ahead and treat yourself to an all-expense paid dinner at the Sizzler? Surfing, turfing, you get to pay the bill. You deserve it. See ya. You taking the family to a theme park this summer? Uh, no, I think we're going to do a beach vacation. Mm. I'm waiting on the VRBO people to sign off on whether or not I can rent their place. Around FinCon, Cheryl and I think are headed back to Disney. I want to see the new... Well, we'll uh, be in the same neighborhood, so... I want to see that Maybe new I'll go. Hollywood Studios stuff. Yeah, because you'll be at FinCon this year Are they year done also. with it? Uh, not the Star I mean, it's Wars. always under construction. Disney's always building something, I guess. Not but. the Star Wars, but the Toy Story Land, like he was talking about, is is open. Okay, yeah. So we'll go there, see Toy Story Land. And yeah, maybe we'll, uh, after, you know what we should do is after we get done doing the live show, the next day, do a Stacking Benjamins Disney meetup. That's the first day of FinCon. Skip FinCon to do a live do a live well, meetup. out of those two things. <laughs> Duh. Which one Fincon should we have? day one or Walt Disney World with uh, OG and the gang. By the way. That's good, what I'm going to call it. I'm going to get a t-shirt. A lot of people don't know what you're talking about, OG. We are coming to three different cities around the United States in late September and early October. If you're in Orlando, guess what? The day before FinCon, we're doing a live show. I think it's at the Improv. Uh, I, we haven't signed yet on the dotted line, but it looks like we are going to be at the improv. I'll know more about that later. Tickets will go on sale soon, but mark your calendar off for Tuesday, the 25th of September. Uh, and you are getting a show that will include OG, me, Doug, and our friend Chris Costello from Bloom. Uh, it's going to be fun. Plus a bunch of special guests and surprises. We started working on the show, OG, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah. Is a lot different than the normal regular show. If you're not close by, we are going to have the feed. We, we will have it as a special show, but you it definitely won't be the same as being there with us in person. And then two weeks later, we had to Kansas City, Missouri, where my daughter is and where Bloom headquarters is. Uh, they're our sponsor on this deal. And a lot of fantastic bloggers, a lot of fantastic money people in Kansas City. That's going to be October 9th. That's at the Improv at 7 Also fantastic PM. ribs in Kansas City. Mm, fantastic. And you know, by the way, Steve uh, Stewart, our engineer for the show, was showing me, you know what's around the corner from the Improv where, that we have to go to afterwards? Mm-mm. A place no. called Draftcade. It's oh, an old school oh arcade and draft beer. Heaven. I'm going to bring my roll of quarters. Yes. 
So Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles circa 1988 is going down again. I like the driving games. So uh, yeah. hang out with us after the show if you're in Kansas City. That's October 9th at 7.30. Then October 23rd, we're headed to Detroit. Detroit, or as they say here in Texas, Detroit. I they they say so. Where are you from? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. No, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Uh, we're headed to Detroit, Michigan, where uh, I'm originally from. Special guest on that show is going to be Joanne Purton, and if you're from Detroit, you know who that is. Uh, she'll be joining us once again. You'll have the whole team. We will be at Ant Hall in Hamtramck. That show. Um, I don't have a start time yet. Either seven or seven thirty for that show. Um, and we've, uh, gone even farther putting that one together. Brad Lark is a fantastic Brad Lark, by the way, is the dude who makes our shirts, mm-hmm. uh, and who did the tour logo. He's fantastic, but he's also a fantastic musician. He plays all over the Cincinnati area. He's coming up and he's going to be like the tonight show band for us in Detroit. So nice. as these things come so together, they got the, like the drums on his back where he stomps and the drums go and he's got the harmonica and the guitar. <laughs> got to ask him if he can do that too. But the one man band. I don't know, but the uh, accordion. We'll, we'll, we'll have details coming up soon, but we're very happy. Three city tour. Our first time taking the show on the road, uh, for reals, not just doing like, uh, you know, recording like we've done at FinCom before, where we kind of do the same thing. This is a true separate show. Good stuff there. Hey, dude, let's throw out the Haven Lifeline and tackle some of life's, or rather, life insurance's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they're disrupting the life insurance industry by focusing on what you value most. HR Bennies, baby. And Kansas City Ribs. <laughs> That's why... They created a simple way to buy affordable and dependable term life insurance online. If you head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Haven Life now, you'll get a free estimate for coverage and learn about life insurance the modern way. And by the way, they have the best calculator online. Too often I'm in a forum and people say, how much insurance should I get? And 50 people say, use this rule of thumb. Why would you use a rule of thumb? We could just go to Haven Life and use a real calculator and get the real amount instead of just some dartboard. Yeah. Don't want that. Yeah. Speaking of dartboard, that's what it's like when people call in here. Alan called our dartboard today. Let's see what, let's see what Alan's asking. Hey, Joe and OG. I'm an independent contractor working in the advertising world. I'm in my mid twenties. I rolled over uh, previous IRAs from some former employers into a fidelity account just to consolidate things. And for some reason that hassle and uh, the associated fees led me on a long journey to learn more about my retirement readiness and your podcast. So here I am in way over my head trying to get to the bottom of whether a simple IRA or a solo 401k will be best for me as an independent contractor. Netting about 110000 a year right now, and I'm looking to contribute as much as I can to a retirement account while I'm young and don't have kids. Um, so hoping to contribute about 20000 this year. My questions are the following. What are the advantages of a simple IRA versus a solo 401k? If I want to contribute more than the $12,500 limit to the simple IRA this year, does that automatically rule it out or can I max that out and stick the rest in an established Roth or IRA account? As a, an independent contractor, am I even eligible for these accounts if I'm not operating under an LLC or as a business? And finally, at my income level, I'm still unsure whether I should be doing my Roth thing or a pre-tax thing. Any help there? I know it's a question as old as time. Thanks. <laughs> and that's what happens when you run over. The, <laughs> the Sorry, dude. 90. 45 seconds is the max. Uh, 90, actually. But Oh, my uh, gosh. Well, you lost me at 45, so that's, that's my max. <laughs> Alan's like, I don't know. I don't know the Got it. So question. he's an independent contractor. That's as far as I heard. And I went... Oh, which know, which uh, which way does he go, man? He's got uh, that's a great question because you've got yeah. these different plans available, and the solo four hundred one k is kind of like more of the Johnny come lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Which one to, should he use? Well, the one that's going to offer you the most between those two is going to be the solo four hundred one k plan. Cost structure is going to be remarkably similar, as in almost nothing, maybe fifty bucks a year or something like that. The record keeper might charge. But uh, very easy to set up solo 401ks, very easy to set up simple IRAs. You're right, the simple IRA max is 12.5. The solo 401k max, well, 
let me rephrase, it's 12.5 plus, you can give yourself a 3% match. In fact, you have to uh, give yourself a match. There's some rules around it, but um, but generally speaking, you want to plan on giving yourself a 3% match. Secondly, on the uh, uh, solo 401k side, it's just regular 401k rules. So you can put 18.5 in this year. So you're automatically we're already going to be uh, $6,000 higher. Plus, on the profit sharing side of it, the business can contribute another 25% of your net take home. So in this case, if you make $100,000, I mean, gosh, you could put almost $40,000 into it. So that one is going to give you by far the most opportunity for contributions. I like the solo 401k better than the simple at this point because of the things that you mentioned, right? you you don't know what the future is going to hold in terms of family and income and that sort of thing. And it just gives you a bigger runway. If you start a simple IRA, you have to keep it for two years before you can do anything else with it. From a cost standpoint, they're remarkably similar. You can open them at any brokerage company. If you've got accounts at Fidelity already, they're going to have solo 401k plans available. Easy stuff to set up online, bada boom, bada bing. So I'd go the solo 401k route. Does that change at all if he has employees? Does your advice change? If he ends up taking uh, so, on a couple yeah. employees. So once you get to the employee side, then uh, then you've got to do then, – then <laughs> you blow the whole thing up, right? So you can have a spouse be an employee with a solo 401k and not have too much problems. Once you get employees, employees, then you got to kind of transition it back to a regular 401k plan. Uh, on the simple side, you wouldn't have any changes. You would just – uh, be able to uh, add that employee on there. But you got to be careful once you get employees. There are a whole new slew of rules that you have to follow in terms of making sure they're fairly compensated and all that sort of stuff. So before you get employees, talk to uh, an advisor, talk to a tax person who specializes in retirement plans to help you walk through that. Thanks for the question, Alan. Uh, we also get mail down here in the basement, and today's letter comes to us from Corey. Corey writes... Am I saving enough for retirement or not enough? I make $75,000 a year. I'm 35 years old and save 20% into a 401k. I have two rental properties that profit $1,000 a month that we save. When I turn 60, I'll get a railroad pension. Today's dollars, that'd be $4,200 a month for me and $2,200 for my spouse. It's adjusted with a by cost of living. We have about $150,000 in the 401k right now. All invested in Vanguard funds. What you think? I think uh, Corey here is looking for a pat on the back, OG. I think so. I'm wondering if your spouse gets that money at the same time that you get yours. I, I don't think that's maybe what he means. I think he means that if he, he gets the 4500 and then if he gets hit by the train, then his wife gets half of it or whatever. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Here's the deal. You can retire whenever you want on any dollar amount you want. It all just boils down to how much money you want to spend. Well, and that was my first question, Corey. We have no idea what your lifestyle is. We have no idea what lifestyle you want to live on. That's the first thing. Figure solve for lifestyle, right? I mean, I can assume that if he's making $75,000 a year, he's saving 15 grand into his 401k. That means he's living on 60, right? Well, uh, maybe a little less than that because of uh, the pre-tax nature of that 60,000 bucks. Sure. But let's, you know, because he didn't give us the numbers. I get to use whatever bleeping numbers I want. Do you understand? Yeah, take that. Okay. So if I add inflation for 25 years on $60,000, he's going to need to take out $130,000 a year out of his investment account. So the question is, is how much money do I got to have in my investment account to take out 130000 The answer is $3.2 million in the future. Uh, we got $150,000 today and we're saving roughly 1250 bucks a month and we got 25 years to get there. Money needs to grow at 9.6% and that doesn't include your pension, which drops that uh, contribution amount down quite a bit. So pat on the back, bud. Keep on keeping on. Thanks for the question, Corey. Got a question for us. Head to stackybedjamins.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see questions for the show. Click on that link. And guess what? It'll show you all the ways to interface with us. Of course, the Haven Lifeline, or on Friday, we call it the Bloom Call for Help. That's the quickest way to get a hold of us. Also, if you're looking for help in your corner, OG's taking clients. So you ready to get moving on your financial journey? Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash letter O, letter G, and have a talk with OG about finally 
getting your financial house in order. That's going to do it for today. Big thanks to Robert Niles. Well, you know what? Doug's going to thank everybody, but thanks again to Robert for coming down every year. It just <laughs> love, love this episode. It makes me want to just go get out of the basement. I'm on vacation for three months. See ya. <laughs> no, I want to go. I'm going to go to all of them. Let me go to all of them. All right, Doug, what should we have learned today? So what should we have learned today? First, summer vacation values aren't just about saving money. They're about getting your money's worth. Theme parks can be expensive, so do a little planning at Theme Park Insider or elsewhere before hitting the roller coasters. Second, have some workplace benefits. Take advantage of them, but don't, you know, take advantage of them. But the big lesson? When you're riding roller coasters with Joe's mom, be ready to put your hands in the air like you just don't care, even if you do. Special thanks to Robert Niles from Theme Park Insider for joining us. Want to know more about deals, specials, and navigating your summer theme park plans? Head to themeparkinsider.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I really thought doing these credits completely naked would have been a lot more fun than it actually was. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. This is the video you were talking about? Yep. Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey discuss bank on yourself. Hi, Susie. How's it going? My book and CD sales are going great. How about you? Same here. Thanks. Hey, have people been asking you about something called bank on yourself? Oh, yeah. Every day. It's some new twist on whole life insurance they came up with. Even though we keep saying you shouldn't waste your money on whole life, you should buy term and invest the difference in mutual funds. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I've been saying that until I'm blue in the face. Buy term insurance and invest the difference. I'm getting 12% a year in my mutual funds. But they claim these bank-on-yourself policies are different. Sure. If you believe that, I've got a timeshare in Cleveland I'll sell you. Have you ever been to their website, bankonyourself.com? Pamela Yellen is challenging you and me to a debate. Oh, I'm so scared. Aren't you? Tee She says she can prove bank on yourself policies are different from what we talk about. I wasn't buying it. But I got curious and checked out a website. What did you find out? I'm only asking in case my mother-in-law falls for it and I have to talk her out of it. I don't think she reads my books. Well, you know how one problem with whole life is that the company pays you the death benefit but keeps your saving when you die? You know, when you cash your chips and leave the casino? When your last apple falls off the tree? When you... Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's a real ripoff. But they've got actual policy statements on bankonyourself.com. They show how you get the death benefit, plus all the savings, plus some extra. I don't care. Whole life policies cost too much. And your cash value grows very slowly. You don't have any cash value for the first few years.
Yeah, yeah, I know. But they have policy statements on bankonyourself.com that show a bunch of cash value in the first year. They say that's because they add a rider to the policy. It makes your cash value grow a lot faster. Like 40 times faster. Even sea monkeys don't grow that fast, Dave. <laughs> I don't monkeys. care. This is just the latest trick insurance agents cooked up to separate you from your money. You should buy term and invest the difference in mutual funds. I get 12% a year on mine. <laughs> I don't. Like I said, when the New York Times interviewed me, my net worth is $32 million. But I only have $1 million in the stock market. I'm rich from selling books, being on television. So you only invest 3% of your assets in stocks? That's all I can afford to lose. So how come you tell people who want to retire in 15 years to invest 70% of their money in stocks? Oh, investing in stocks is for the little people. I can always sell more products if I need money or I can endorse another term insurance company. Those endorsements can be worth millions of dollars. I know. I love doing endorsements too. I hope people buy from the term insurance company I endorse. Tell them Susie sent you. Dave, you know that 12% annual return you talk about? Yes. Apparently, that's malarkey. At bankonyourself.com, they show how you could get a 25% average annual return for years, but still not make a dime. The guy who started the biggest mutual fund company says it's all smoke and mirrors. I don't care. I get 12% a month in my mutual fund. A month. Did you hear the joke that goes what's a 12% mutual fund? No. It's a fund where, after you invest for years, it's only worth 12% of what you put in. Tee hee 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 hee. That's not funny. I get 12% a week in my mutual a funds. Week. <laughs> Wait until you hear this, Dave. They tell people to borrow from their policies to pay for things. You've got to be kidding. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Why would you pay someone interest on your own savings? You should save up money until you have enough to pay cash for things. Did my wife put you up to this? I know. It's really stupid. But at bankonyourself.com, they show how the interest you pay on policy loans comes back to you. I have to admit, I was surprised by what I saw on the website. I don't care. I get 12% a day in my mutual <laughs> funds. And if people buy term insurance from the company I endorse, I can retire rich. Then, if they invest the difference in 12% mutual funds, they can retire rich, too. Sure they can. When gold bricks start falling from the sky. I don't care. I'm getting 12% a minute in my mutual <laughs> funds. This is gonna kill you, Dick. Pamela Yellen says you can even get policies that pay you the exact same interest and dividends, even on the money you borrowed. I don't care. I just made 12% in one second in my mutual funds. Oh, boy. Here comes all the hate mail. I thought this was pretty funny. Yeah. Bankonyourself.com. Doesn't sound like a scam either. By the way, buy term and invest the difference. That one's always fun too. Even sea monkeys don't grow 40 times. <laughs> what What do you say to people when they say that they're buying term insurance and investing, that they, you know, buy term and invest the difference? When people tell you that line, what do you say? I don't say anything. I roll my eyes. That's what I do. <laughs> Because you have to have the comparison, right? Like, well, I just got the, to what? but I just got the bet. Well, compared to if you bought a whole life insurance policy, right? So sure, but nobody quotes those, so nobody has any idea how much they cost, right? Well, I don't even ask that first, though. I used to always ask. I'd say, "Oh, that's cool." So, uh, where are you investing? Investing what? You just said that you you should buy term and invest the difference. Like it sounds cool. So, where are you investing the difference? Yeah. Uh, never met anybody who did that. Never once. And this, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Back to our cash flow example from earlier. I'll just sell more. If you've got the cash flow, why do you need to, uh, borrow money to pay yourself back? I don't get it. We got to start marketing books and CDs. Jeez, you're right, man. <laughs> Program this or get this thing syndicated. Right. We should start coming out with 13% mutual funds. A day, a minute. Yeah. Well, if we said 13 enough, I think uh, it become true. That's right.
Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend, OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate take a look at all the military appreciation month offers and their usual offers navy federal our members are the mission navy federal is insured by ncua equal housing lender